Welcome to Peace by Believing. My name is John Redmond, and I'm the associate pastor of the First Baptist Church in Pasadena, Texas. And on today's program, we're going to be talking about the unexpected storms that often come into our lives. You know, life has a way of sometimes catching us by surprise, and storms have a way of just blowing into our lives suddenly and unexpectedly, and they often uh, catch us off guard, and we don't know exactly where the storm came from, and we're not often sure exactly how to survive the storm. Life just seems to be full of them. Maybe today you're facing a storm in your physical body. Maybe you have just recently gotten a bad diagnosis from your doctor, and you're trying to uh, know how God would have you to walk through this storm that you're facing physically. Sometimes we face storms in our finances. There are financial uh, setbacks and reversals. People are losing their jobs. and. And here's a family who has been very prosperous and done well, and now their income's been cut in half, or in some cases, cut back completely, and so they're facing a financial storm. And then sometimes in life, we have storms in our relationships. There are family problems and relationship problems that can just uh, knock our feet out from under us. And I just call these things the storms of life. And just like storms of nature can come up suddenly and unexpectedly on a beautiful day, don't even see a cloud in the sky it seems and then all of a sudden here comes a bad thunderstorm or here comes a tornado and you're like where in the world did that come from well what happens in nature often happens in our lives and that is we're caught off guard by these unexpected storms I've had the privilege in my life of going to Israel on seven separate occasions and each time I'm there I have uh, several places that I would consider some of my favorite places. Certainly the place where Jesus was crucified is a very meaningful place. The empty tomb where he came up out of that grave is a very special place to visit. One of my favorite places to see in, in Israel is the Sea of Galilee. And on each of the seven times I've been to Israel, uh, we've had the privilege, our tour group, to go out in a boat on that Sea of Galilee and just to imagine what it was like for Jesus, what it was like for those disciples when they were out on that body of water and unexpectedly a storm came up, catching them very much by surprise, at least catching the disciples by surprise. Nothing, of course, catches Jesus by surprise. But Recently, our church took a trip to Israel that I was not able to go on. And one of the things I hated most about missing that trip was that I didn't get to be on the Sea of Galilee with our group. I didn't get to be out there and to think about what it was like when Jesus and those disciples were out there in a storm. And so uh, today's sermon is uh, a sermon that I preached uh, as soon as our group got back from Israel. And I preached a sermon that Sunday morning in our church entitled, What I Would Have Said if I had been on the Sea of Galilee. And so I hope today as you listen that it will be a blessing to you, that it will be an encouragement to you. And whatever storm you may be facing at this time in your life, may God use this sermon to help you understand that even though the storm has caught you by surprise, it hasn't caught God by surprise. He's still very much in control and he has promised to see you through whatever storm you may be facing. Every time I'm on the Sea of Galilee, I, this, maybe it's just the way I'm wired, but I become a little bit sentimental. 
And I become a little bit reflective. And I start thinking, first of all, about those stories in the Bible where Jesus was out on that... It's really, they call it the Sea of Galilee. It's really a freshwater lake. It's, it's, uh, it's Israel's primary source for fish and uh, for water for the whole nation. But anytime I'm out on the Sea of Galilee... I think about those times when Jesus was out there with his disciples and a storm came up and how the disciples became very much afraid and how Jesus just spoke and he said, peace, be still. And the wind slowed down and the rain stopped and it just became very calm out there on that sea. So I think about that and then I think what makes me sentimental and a little bit reflective, I I start thinking about my own life. As you would think about yours if you were on the Sea of Galilee. And I just start thinking about different storms that I've been through in my life. And in the past, every time I've been out on that Sea of Galilee, I just think about, well, now, Lord, what have you seen me through since the last time we were out here? And I just think about things in my own life and how God has been so good to me and spoken peace to my heart and just taken certain things in my life through the years that in and of themselves have been storms, tumultuous times, intimidating times in my life and how God in his own way has just spoken a word of peace to me and how he has calmed, first of all, the storm in my own heart and then how he has just calmed the storms Uh, in the circumstances of my life. And so I can't be out on that Sea of Galilee without getting a little bit emotional just thinking about how good God is. And so today, if you'll open your Bibles to Mark chapter 4, I want us just to use our imagination and play like we're out on that sea, on that lake, and, and we're in that boat, and and we're, we're looking at that water, and we're looking at this place where Jesus spent so much of his time. One of the things I love about the Galilee area of Israel It's in northern Israel. That's where Jesus spent approximately 30 years of his life. He just knew this area uh, like the back of his hand. Of course, he created it, but then he lived in it, and he just knew it, and he, he loved that body of water, and he loved to be out there with his disciples, and he knew when storms came up that they would get afraid, and that's why he spoke, and he gave them peace. But, you know, I just, as I think about storms in our lives, I think we would all agree with this. Sometimes storms come into our lives suddenly and very unexpectedly. And this is the case on the Sea of Galilee. The Sea of Galilee is pretty well surrounded by mountains, and because of the location of it and how it sits a little bit down in a bowl, uh, it's kind of like it creates a wind tunnel, and so you can be out there on that lake, and it's just a beautiful day, and before you know it, the clouds blow in, and the wind starts whipping up, and what was a very calm and peaceful time, now that, those, those, that's, that smooth water is has turned into some pretty rough waves, and it can just happen just like that. So many times in life, we're just living our lives and going along, and it's peaceful, and it's sunny, and it's beautiful, and it's calm, and then out of nowhere, boom, here comes a storm. I was home last Thursday morning, and my neighbor came to see me. He knocked on the door, and I invited him in. I've been friends with him and his family for many years, and He said, John, I need you to pray for me. He said, last night, he said, my brother and his wife live in Alabama. And he said, last night, they had gone to Wednesday night worship at their church. And after the service was over, they got in the car to go home. And he said, on the way home, they were involved in an automobile accident. He said, my sister-in-law was killed. And he said, my brother's in very serious condition. And we're leaving a little later in the day to go to Alabama and be with them. And I thought, wow. 
they go to church. And on the way home from church, boom, last Sunday night after our service here, I was walking out the back and saw one of our ladies, a dear friend of mine. She was diagnosed with cancer probably a year or two ago. She's had multiple surgeries, chemotherapy, radiation. She's had all these treatments. And the last major scan she had revealed that something was reappearing. And so they did further chemo and radiation. And she said, John, this week I'm going back for my next scan. And and she said, I'm just praying and hoping and believing that it's going to be clear and everything's going to be fine. And I said, that's what I'm praying. And got a call from her later in the week. And she said, John, I've gotten the results of my scan. And she said, it's not what I'd hoped for. It's not what we had prayed for. She said, looks like some things have, have reappeared and they're going to have to figure out a new course of treatment. And I I thought as I talked to her, it's the same thing I'm saying to you today, I thought, that's just how life is. I mean, you just, you're just living and then boom. I received a phone call earlier this week from a friend of mine and he said, John, he said, uh, I need to talk to you. This was Tuesday night. He said, there's been a tragedy. He said, a family in Laporte had gone to Garner State Park last week. School was out and people are traveling. And he said, they were up there at the park and he said, they got on that Frio River to do what probably most everybody here has done at one time in their lives, just kind of ride down that river. And he said, John, their 11-year-old son was in a tube riding down the river and, and something happened and his, his swimming trunks somehow got caught up in something and water wasn't even deep, but since his trunks had gotten caught, he couldn't free himself up. And he said, unbelievably and terribly sad. This 11-year-old boy drowned just last Sunday, in fact, when this happened, on the Frio River. And he said, I'm just wondering, the family would, would like to know if you could do this service on, uh, on Saturday. And I said, yes, I'll be honored to do that service. And I did that service yesterday at the funeral home. And never seen so many people at that funeral home in all my life. We had the chapel full, standing room only, two overflow rooms, standing only, and people couldn't even get in the overflow rooms. I've never seen anything like it, an 11-year-old child. And I thought, you know, here's a family, a good family. I met with the parents on Friday before the service on Saturday. Just, just good people. And school was out, and they did what all parents do. They say, hey, man, school's out. We're taking you to Garner State Park. We're having a family vacation. We're going to celebrate the summer. And they're living their lives. And what happens? A storm comes in. And it's like that. Sometimes these storms come into our life suddenly and unexpectedly. And we end up thinking, and sometimes we end up saying, God, what just happened to my life? How did this happen? How did this tragedy happen in my life? And that's what happens so many times in life. Now, look in Mark chapter 4 and in verse number 35. This is talking about one time when Jesus was on that Sea of Galilee and a storm came up. And, And it says, on the same day when evening had come, Jesus said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. And so when they first got in the boat, when they first started sailing, man, it's smooth sailing. The waters are calm. And all of a sudden, boom. Here's the storm, and life is like that. Sometimes these things in relationships and family dynamics, just living your life and not thinking anything's necessarily all that wrong, and then boom, and you're like, Where did this, how did this happen? Where did this come from? Another thing that I always think about when I think about the storms of life is 
You know, these storms that come into our life, they rattle us. They intimidate us. They frighten us. But they never rattle Jesus. One of the things I love about Jesus, he's never rattled. He's always calm. Look in verse number 38 of this passage. It says, as this storm now is coming up on the Sea of Galilee, it says, but Jesus was in the stern asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Haven't we all felt that way in life when one of these storms comes in? God, don't you care? God, if you really cared, why would you have allowed this to happen? If you really cared, if you're really a good God, why would you have allowed this to happen? That's what the disciples were saying in verse 39. It says, Then Jesus arose and he rebuked the wind and he said to the sea, Peace, be still. Say that with me. Peace be still. That's what he said. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And Jesus said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? And so out there on that Sea of Galilee, that's one of the things, I, I don't know how I would have said it, but one of the things I would have said is, you know, in all of our lives when we have these sudden and unexpected storms, Jesus just speaks and all of a sudden there's peace and there's a calm. We have a lady in our church, I've been friends with her for over 25 years and I think very highly of her and her family. I she has three kids, and I was two of those kids' student ministry years ago. And she sent me a text uh, last Tuesday, one day last week, and it says, uh, Hi, John, I wanted to let you know I'm having surgery this coming Wednesday for a thoracic aortic aneurysm just above my heart. And then she said some other things, and she says, uh, I have the chief of thoracic surgery at St. Luke's, so I know I'll be in good hands. I would take comfort in knowing that you are lifting me up on Wednesday morning. Thanks so much. And so I, of course, texted her back and assured her that I loved her and I'd be praying for her. And, and uh, then the night before her surgery, I sent her another text and just said, Hey, I'm going to be praying for you in the morning. And she sent me this text back. Now, she's probably, when she sent me this text back, she's about 10 hours away from having major heart surgery. And, and, and I read this and I thought, you know, this thing about Jesus giving people peace in the storm is more than just a pretty song or a good sermon. Listen to this. She said, John, thank you so much. I am at peace. It's a win-win surgery. She said, either I recover and get back to normal routines again, or I don't recover and I get to go and be with Jesus. And then she names other members in her family who've already preceded her to heaven. And I thought, you know... Only somebody who's saved could be 10 hours away from heart, or an aneurysm on your heart. And she's just saying, John, hey, it's a win-win situation. And so what I'm saying to you is, had I been on that Sea of Galilee, I would have said something to the effect, listen, what we need to remember, Jesus never changes. And just like Jesus came on this lake when his disciples were in storms and when they were afraid and when they were scared, Jesus gives peace to us. He comes to where we are. 
even when we are, are so very afraid. And he just speaks peace in our heart. But in your bulletin today, you see one major point. And this is the, the thing, if I could only have said one thing on the Sea of Galilee about a storm, and, and if I could only say one thing in this service today about the storms of life and how we should maybe look at it, I would just say this, and I wish you'd just write this down. Storms are bridges that bring us closer to Jesus. Now, you may never have thought of a storm as a bridge. When, when we're in a storm, we don't, the disciples didn't think of the storm as a bridge. They were in this boat, and the waves are coming in, and they're thinking, this storm that I'm in is about to, about to kill us. It's going to destroy us. And yet in Jesus' mind, he didn't see it that way at all. He looked at the storm completely differently. Now, turn back to Matthew chapter number 14. Because this is another experience that Jesus had on that Sea of Galilee. And uh, it's a totally different experience. In fact, on this particular experience, the disciples were in a boat. And Jesus was not in the boat with them. Jesus had gone up on a mountain to pray. He had sent the disciples out into the sea. And, uh, and then they encountered a storm. Now look beginning in verse 22. It says immediately, Matthew 14, verse 22. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitude away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now, when evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now, in the fourth watch of the night, this is the last watch, this is between three and six in the morning. It's the darkest time of the night. In the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them. Notice that. Jesus went to them. Say that with me. Jesus went to them. Where did Jesus go? To them. When did Jesus go to them? During a storm, right? During this storm, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. Now, let's just stop right there. He's walking on the sea. The sea is stormy. The waves are choppy. The disciples are in the boat looking at these waves, and, and they're thinking, these waves are about to take us down. And then they look into the distance, and they see somebody. They, first of all, think it's a ghost. It's not a ghost, it's Jesus. And what is Jesus doing? Jesus is walking on top of the waves. And so the waves are the things that have these disciples afraid, and yet Jesus starts walking across the waves. So what I'm saying is, in life, these things that sometimes appear to be and even are over our heads are under his feet. So those waves were threatening the disciples, and yet in Jesus' mind, Jesus said, I know, I, I know from your perspective that's intimidating, but I also know that from my perspective, I'm going to use those waves, and I'm going to create a bridge, and it is going to be across those waves and over those waves that I'm going to walk to you. So what am I saying? Storms are bridges that bring us closer to Jesus. Jesus is walking on the things that they are afraid of. And in verse 26, and when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled saying, it is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. 
But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So Jesus said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Now Peter's walking on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshiped him saying, Truly you are the Son of God. And so, what I want you to see, this is the simple thought. Storms are bridges. They're opportunities for Jesus to draw nearer to us and for us to draw nearer to Jesus. And when we're in a storm, we ha- I mean, at least my experience in some storms I've been through in life, I mean, I, I, I think I think about God and meditate on God regularly. But when, we go, when we're in a storm, we realize my only hope in this storm is God. And so the disciples are watching Jesus. Jesus is coming to them. Peter, what did Peter have? Peter had a desire in his heart. Every time in the Bible we see Peter, at least most every time, he's always moving in the direction of Jesus. And here, even on the Sea of Galilee, he said, Lord, if it's you, would you make it possible for me to walk on these storms and on these waves? And Jesus said, come, come. And he did. He stepped out and he started sinking. And so many people have preached that and said, well, Peter, he, he, if, if he never would have taken his eyes off Jesus, he never would have started sinking. And a lot of people want to criticize Peter. You know, I, I'm not that hard on Peter. I say it this way. Peter's the only one of the disciples who got out of the boat. And it's easy in life. When somebody is trying to move toward Jesus and try to do what's right, and sometimes that person trips, or sometimes that person falls, or sometimes that person sinks, it's easy for the rest of us who are playing it safe back in the boats to say, well, if you never would have done this, you never would have started sinking. If you never would have taken your eyes off Jesus, you know, all these things. Don't Listen, I'm convinced of this. If you try to do anything in life, somebody's going to criticize you. And if you decide to do nothing in life, somebody else is going to criticize you. So just do what you think God's telling you to do, and at the end of the day, he'll be pleased with you, and that's all that matters to begin with. And so Peter saw Jesus, and Peter's thinking, you know, the desire of my heart is to be as close to him as I can be. And since he's on the water, the only way I can get any closer to him is if I get on the water. And so Peter dared to do what the other 11 disciples did not even think about doing. He got out there and he walked on that water and he started going towards Jesus. And I would have said to those 116 people on that Sea of Galilee last week, what I'm saying today, listen, in life when the storms come and the lightning and the thunder and the clouds and the rain and the waves and we feel like we are going under, we have an opportunity to draw closer to Jesus than we would have had the storm not come into our lives to begin with. And that's why anything that brings us closer to God is a good thing. That is so true. Anything that brings us closer to God is a good thing. I can remember several years ago in my own life, I was having lunch one day with my dad and with another pastor. We were at a cafeteria in Houston, and we were talking about the storms of life. And more specifically, we were talking about a storm that I was going through in my own life. And I was trying to figure out how to handle that and exactly what God would have me to do. And 
I never will forget this other pastor turned to me and he said, John, remember this, anything that brings you closer to God is a good thing. Now, he wasn't saying that the storm that I was going through in and of itself was a good thing. And the storm that you're facing today, if you've just been diagnosed with cancer, that's not a good thing. That's, that's a bad thing. If you've just lost your job, that's not a good thing. That's a bad thing. If you're having a problem in a relationship, that's not a good thing. That's a bad thing. But what that pastor was saying to me was, John, if you will allow God to draw you closer to himself during this storm, then God will have taken something that in and of itself was a bad thing and he will have turned it into a good thing. And so in that sense, anything that brings us closer to God is a good thing. And so whatever storm you may be facing today, I just encourage you to turn to God, trust in him, ask him to see you through. If you've never received Jesus into your heart to be your Lord and Savior, I encourage you to ask him to come into your heart now and save you. And just trust him to see you through whatever you may be facing. I hope you have a great week, and we'll look forward to being with you next week at this same time.